ton to this program and a ton to each other. This game's about making it perfect. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. Packing their bags the way that you just did. A bunch of kids that love this place. It snapped over their head. We took zero out of the portal. They all love it here. And to the ten. To the five. And he's good. This university and these kids, they practice their butt off for two. No. To the ten. To the five. And he's good. You hunted them, coach. Congratulations. Thank you. Good dogs. Between the Hedges is sponsored by Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. You have a hair lady, nail lady, and possibly a massage lady. But do you have a wax lady? They are more than just warmers and wax cubes. Our products range from inside your home to outside in your car and even on your pets. Go to our website and slide down to the bottom to our sponsors section and check them out. Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. Good morning, Between the Hedges fans. This is your host, Russ. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We're having a great Monday here. Man, did a lot of things happen over the weekend. Things that we probably did not know was going to happen and things we probably suspected might happen and things that we didn't want to have happen. So first off, I want to say thank you again to everyone who reached out to me on our Facebook post through that uh, post I shared. I really do appreciate the comments. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Some of y'all said y'all listen to the podcast. I want to say thank you for that. I really do appreciate y'all's support. It means a lot to us here at Between the Hedges. We definitely put a lot of work into our information that we do, and we definitely want to make sure this podcast is um, going well. So thank you guys again, first off. I want to make sure I mention that first today. Thank y'all again for reaching out to us on our Facebook post. Don't forget, you can check out our website, every podcast. The link is on there along with our contact email and our phone number as well, too, which is 706-389-0770. You can also email us at betweenthehedgespodcast at gmail.com. And again, like I said, the website is located in the link below this podcast in the descriptions. Second, I want to know what do you do for a perfect college football party? Do you go all out and do hors d'oeuvres? Do you just have friends over? Do you have it just be you or is it your spouse or is it your family or your your parents? You know, what do you do for a perfect, good college football party? I want to know. The reason why is I got a football party coming up here at the end of this month and I am looking for some ideas. Um, I know normally we always cook hot dogs and I know that might seem like a play on word. I don't know. Just to me, I think it's kind of fun to have some hot dogs while we're watching the Bulldogs. And we're scarfing down the hot dogs with some chili and some cheese and some onions or sauerkraut. Or don't make fun of me now, folks. It's coming for you. Coleslaw. That's something you got to try. It's a southern thing, I guess. I don't know. We put a little bit of some KFC coleslaw on our uh, hot dogs. So, yeah, I want to know. So you can email me, between the hedges podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, contact us through there by sending us a message. Or you can call us and leave a message and let us know what you think the perfect or what you do for your perfect college football party. All right, we have a new way again to communicate. 
you can now call us and leave a message. Who knows? Maybe your message might end up on the podcast, especially if it meets all the criteria, guys. Let's kind of remember this is a podcast, but yes, we'd like to keep it uh, G. PG would be great. Uh, cannot go as far as PG-13. We can't do that. Um, I have a lot of listeners. I might have little ears that listen, so I don't really want to do a lot of bleeping out of people's language. So if you leave a message, make sure we keep it clean, okay? You can contact us at 706-389-0770. That's 706-389-0770. Sorry. We are getting some nice weather here today, guys. I don't know about you guys, but where I'm at right now, we're supposed to be having the highs of 64 degrees and the low of 48 degrees. Perfect bonfire weather. I am looking forward to having one of those. Let's get this show started. Welcome back, everybody. So, how many of you thought that Vandy's throw for its first touchdown was a bad omen? I don't know about y'all, but when I saw that, my heart dropped. I knew that the quarterback had it in him. I knew we talked about it on Friday about how the three things that worry us the most, you know, with Vandy was that Vandy's quarterback can throw the football. So, when I saw that first pass coming off, you know, we're we're only into the 12-minute mark of the first quarter, and they already got a touchdown. I'm like, come on, man. Like, Bulldogs, I thought you were going to be the better Bulldogs in the first half, but clearly you guys saw the outcome of that game. So we're going to talk about some of the highlights of that game as well, too. But I really want to touch on this topic here from Psy.com, written by Christian Kirby II, and it's basically titled Kirby Smart Talks Win Over Vanderbilt. Hear what head coach Kirby Smart had to say following Georgia's 37-20 win over the Vanderbilt Commodores. The Georgia Bulldogs won their 24th straight game this afternoon when they took down the Vanderbilt Commodores by a score of 37-20. Following the game, coach Georgia, head coach Kirby Smart, sorry, spoke with the media to discuss the team's victory, along with commenting on his team's performance. Smart also provided updates to injured players such as Brock Bowers, Xavier Truss, and others. Smart and the rest of the Bulldogs will look to take advantage of the bye week to rest before they travel to Jacksonville, Florida for their annual meeting against the Florida Gators. So Georgia football's injury reports 10 out of 13 players. We have wide receiver Lad McConkie with a back still. David Daniels, he's with uh, our David Daniels Sisavon, he's got an illness. Running back, Kendall Milton with his knee still. Center, Cedric Van Pran Granger with a knee. Offensive tackle, Amarius Mims out with an ankle. Defensive end, Tyrion uh, Ingram Dawkins out with a foot. Running back, Roderick Robinson still out with an ankle. Running back, Branson Robinson still out with a knee. So what do you guys think? I mean, I, I, I when I saw that happen, my heart dropped. And we're going to talk about that injury as well, too, a little bit later on in another segment. but. I want to know what you guys think as the fans. I mean, this was a game that I honestly felt like going into it, we had taken care of all of those faults that we've had in the previous games, like with Kentucky, you know, with South Carolina. I mean, we know that when we play non-SEC teams that it's going to be 
pretty easy for us to overcome, although the first game was kind of brutal for me to watch as well, too, in the first season. But overall, I don't think we honestly thought to see as many injuries come out of this game as we did and to see as many mistakes as we've seen. I mean, 37 to 20, don't get me wrong, is a good score. But honestly, Vandy should not have got 20 points. Not with the way that we played them in the past. Not the way that they've um, played us in the past. But we also mentioned on Friday's podcast, if you've not had a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to Friday's podcast. That's our episode three podcast. We talked about how this quarterback for Vandy had a great arm. I know it's hard to admit it, guys. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to admit what we know because, again, we have to understand these facts. We have to understand the process so that whenever we go into games, we can anticipate. These players, they watch hours of videos every day. I know we may not think it, we may not see it, but they do. Countless videos because they want to study the opponent. They want to see what the opponent is going to do. I don't think that any of us thought that when we went into this game with Vandy, we were going to see the outcome that we saw. That's, again, just my thoughts. I want to hear from you guys, so don't forget, you can send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. On our website, you can send us a message through there. The link for the website is in the description of the podcast below. You can also leave us a voicemail at 706 389 0770. We'll be back. Between the Hedges is sponsored by Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. You have a hair lady, nail lady, and possibly a massage lady. But do you have a wax lady? They are more than just warmers and wax cubes. Our products range from inside your home to outside in your car and even on your pets. Go to our website and slide down to the bottom to our sponsors section and check them out. Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. All right, everybody, you're listening to Between the Hedges with your host, Russ, podcast. <laughs> well, we can honestly say that after this game, the Bulldogs were pretty banged up. You'd be crazy to not say they were not banged up. We're going to look at how the coaches poll is looking heading into the bye week. I will say one thing, and I don't ever like to have any of our Bulldogs get hurt. I don't like really having any team member lose a player from injury, honestly, even though sometimes we find ourselves being guilty of sitting there saying, knock that quarterback out of the game, you know. I'm just being honest. Don't sit there and tell me that you're not the one doing it because I know you've probably done it before, especially when you get into the heat of the moments and you're thinking, my goodness, man, we got to get that quarterback out. We got to get that tight end out. That running back needs to go. But, man... I had to take a sip of coffee because I know this next topic is not going to be fun to talk about. Georgia Bulldogs quarterbacks did a good job. Brock, Xavier Truss, they did not have that great of a week. But I will say, like I was getting at to, sorry, got off topic there. Sorry about that. But if we had to choose a time for injuries to come and play, I would rather it be the game before the bye week. Because now we not only have a week where those players can rest, and then another week where they can actually recuperate and get back into the game and get back into that skill, it sets us up for a very good returning match like we always have. It's ironic. I love that we always have a bye week before the Florida Gators because it seems like it gives us plenty of time to recoup from the whole season. And then we spend two weeks, basically, in anticipation waiting for that game. And you're like, come on, man. I want that game here. I want us to be over with the Gators. If we could just beat the Gators 
every season will be perfectly fine. And don't sit there and tell me you're not the only ones that say it. I know I can't be the only one that says, as long as we beat the Gators, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. I know I would love to see us go and get a national championship. I would love to see us get an SEC championship. I would love for us to be the conference winners. But overall, if I could just beat the Gators, that's all that matters to me. And I know every Georgia Bulldog fan is the same way because you know what? I know every Gator fan does it too. Don't sit there, you Gator haters. I know if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably sitting there saying, well, we do it too. We say if we can't win the national championship or the SEC championship or our conference lead, let us at least beat the Bulldogs. I know y'all do it. Y'all can sit there and say what you want to say, but I know it's true. All right, enough of that. Sorry. Banged up Georgia football team, top coaches poll, heading into bye week. Mike Griffith wrote this on DogNation.com. Given the choice between a healthy diagnosis for All-American Brock Bowers and the top-ranking Georgia football would choose the former, for now the Bulldogs will have to settle for the latter. As the coaches voted, Coach Kirby Smart's team number one in the country for yet another week. The Bulldogs won their 34th consecutive regular season game, the longest Listen, folks, this is a podcast to save for future listening pleasure. The longest in the FBS ranks. While extending their overall win streak to a school record of 24 games, Big Ten Bully Michigan came in at number two in the coaches' poll, followed by Ohio State, Florida State, and Washington. UGA received 58 first-place votes, while the Wolverines drew four and the Buckeyes and Sooners had one each. Georgia moved to 7-0 this season with a 37-20 win at Vanderbilt on Saturday, piling up 542 yards in that Music City while drumming the Commodores for a season-high 281 yards on the ground. Bauer's ankle injury, however, was the biggest news of the game, and depending on its severity, potentially the biggest news in college football. Smart said x-rays were negative. But seeing Bowers pounding the turf and being helped from the field suggested it was more than a light sprain. Bowers is a known tough guy who has played through shoulder injuries in past seasons and a painful groin pull earlier this season. Georgia will surely rest Bowers and other key stars such as 2022 leading receiver Lad McConkey and preseason All-SEC pick Kendall Milton. Now McConkey is out for his back and Milton is out for his knee. More information will be gleaned on starting offensive lineman Xavier Truss with his ankle, while the status of starting offensive tackle Amarius Mims, also due to an ankle, will be checked on. Mims suffered his ankle injury the third week of the season against South Carolina and underwent tightrope surgery. Truss, who moved from offensive guard to right tackle in replacing Mims, left the Vanderbilt game in the second quarter with a sprained ankle. Georgia has a bye week next week before returning to action at 3.30 p.m. on October the 28th in Florida against coach Billy Napier's Gators. The SEC has two teams ranked in the top 10, four in the top 15, and six in the top 20 this week. But Florida is not among them as it remains among others receiving votes as 28th overall. What do you guys think? I'm going to post this link on the website for our Facebook page. So you guys can actually take a look at this and read the article yourself. This is on dognations.com. Our very own Mike Griffith wrote this article. But, I mean, again, you know, injuries happen, guys. Bowers is a tough cookie. He really is. I mean, the fact that he played through a groin injury at the beginning of the season, he's played through shoulder injuries in the past, I personally feel like that he'll come back 
Uh, we do have another segment. We're going to discuss what Coach Kirby Smart has to say about this as well, too. So don't worry, folks. We're not going to just leave you hanging high and dry on Brock Bauer's status. We will keep you posted throughout the week, let you know um, what you guys need to know to stay up to date for the Georgia Bulldogs up there in Athens. Then boys have a nice little resting moment right now on a bye week. Let's let them have their rest. But send me your comments. Let me know what you guys think about this article. And let me know what you think about Mike Griffith, dognation.com's article. So we'll be back. Welcome back to Between the Hedges. I'm your host, Russ. The podcast, Between the Hedges. Telling you folks, if you've not had a chance to check out our website, you need to check it out. We've got all of the available podcast channels that you guys can listen to, whether you want to listen to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, don't matter. We also have a way for you guys to send us messages, to communicate with us as well, too. And we've got our wonderful sponsor from Sarah the Wax Boss. Check out her Sensi page. I'm telling you guys, Sensi's are no longer for women. Us men, we have a smell. We have scents that we love. Don't question me wrong, ladies. Your cinnamon, your orange-scented pumpkin pie and vanilla-flavored stuff is nice, too. But us men, oh, 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 come on. Let me get a bark from you guys. You know you love that manly smell, that musky smell of the oak and the pine and the hickory. You're out there smoking your Boston butt for the weekend party coming up, and you're thinking to yourself, my goodness, it's so great to be a man. Come on. I know I cannot be the only one that does that. Seriously, I look forward to the weekends. I look forward to cooking food and and smelling that hickory smoke coming off that smoker. Oh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go check out Sarah the Wax Boss's website. Sensi, you guys are not going to be missing out. All right, so moving on. I am sure everyone was shocked at the events of Brock Bauer's injury. Again, we all felt the blows, but they interviewed Carson Beck, and we want to know what his reaction was to Brock Bauer's injuries and including the turnovers at Vanderbilt. So Mike Griffith from Dog Nation wrote an article. Carson Beck didn't have his go-to target for most of the game at Vanderbilt, but the Georgia quarterback wasn't sure that is any sort of excuse. Obviously, at Georgia, we're fully expecting for the next guy to step up and make plays, Beck said after number one ranked Georgia struggled through a 37-20 win against the Commodores on Saturday. But it does hurt to not have him out there. Bowers headed back to Georgia with the team Saturday night where Smart said he would undergo an MRI that would provide more information about the sprained ankle he suffered at Vanderbilt. Bowers exited the game at the 724 mark of the second quarter having already made four catches for 22 yards and run the ball on two other occasions for 21 yards, including the play he was injured on. Bowers had touched the ball six of the first 27 plays. The player of the Bulldogs leaned on most. Just as he was the most pivotal figure on the team, UGA's two national championship season, Beck appeared uncertain with Bowers on the field. Hold the ball as he searched the field for targets en route to a 29 of 39 passing performance that netted 200 and 61 yards with a touchdown and an interception and a fumble. We turned the ball over twice, and obviously I take blame for that. It's my fault, Beck said. Not every day can be perfect. We'll go back and watch film and see where we can improve. 
Beck's fumble was on the opening drive and came when he was setting up in the pocket. Ball held low, unprotected. The interception came off a tipped pass and was returned to the UGA one-yard line, leading to a Vanderbilt touchdown and the Commodores having the opportunity to draw within a score in the fourth quarter. It got tipped up in the air, Beck said, explaining his interception. It happens in football. Alas, Vanderbilt's two-point conversion attempt failed, leaving the scoreboard rating 30-20. And Georgia drove the length of the field to seal the game with a touchdown. Coach Kirby Smart said he wants to see game film before saying too much about Beck's execution, but he applauded his leadership. I'll watch it and see how he did, but I'm certainly proud of his composure, Smart said. He doesn't lose his composure much. Beck said it's just a matter of managing the game. You just try to stay composed, Beck said. It's just a next play mentality. Next man, next play, and now next up for Georgia will be a Florida team that went on the road and beat South Carolina on Saturday by a 41-39 count to improve 5-2. I will tell you right now, Georgia Vanderbilt was a game that I honestly thought we were going to go in with higher expectations, but I don't think any of us would have honestly thought that we would have seen Florida come after a win on South Carolina. I'm telling you, the momentum between some teams on the SEC, and we're going to talk about that in our next segment, it, it, it was pivotal. You guys didn't watch that game. You need to go back and watch it because 41-39, even though it doesn't seem like that's much of a high gap, but it was a good game, and it was definitely one that took me by surprise. Now, both teams have next weekend off before playing at 3.30 p.m. on October 28th in Jacksonville, Florida. We will make sure we keep highlights up as we go throughout the week, even though this is a bye week. Us here at Between the Hedges, we do not take a bye week. We don't know what that means. There are things happening at the stadium all the time, and we want to keep every one of you Between the Hedges fans in the know. Again, you can check out this article, Mike Griffith on DogNation.com. What do you think? I mean, do you think Brock Bowers is going to be back? Do you think maybe that they should have played a little bit of a better ball and then brought him out sooner? I know Beck made the comment that things happen, but from what I could see, could any of it have been avoided? I mean, we've all seen Beck rush throws in the middle of a play because of, 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 of the, the, the defensive line coming in him hard, you know? The offensive line tries to stop him. The defense is coming at him, and he just rushes the throw. We've seen it happen before. You know, Beck is, is a human being. Yes, he makes mistakes, but at the same time, you've got to learn to control the throws. Tip balls are one thing. That is true. But you have to anticipate all of it. That's why you're a quarterback. That's why you're picked for this position. That's why you do what you do. You were to be the semi-professional on the field making those calls. But, again, I'm just a fan. That's just my thoughts. What do you all think? Send me your comments. Go to our website. Check out our link in the description of this podcast below. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Call. Leave us a message, 706-389-0770. I want to know what the fans think. Comment. If you don't comment, I won't know what you think. Maybe I'm wrong. If I am, tell me, hey, I'm a human being, just like Beck. I make mistakes. I'll own up to it. But I want to know what y'all think, so we'll be back. And you're listening to Between the Hedges podcast with your host, Russ. So after our bye week, we still have an uphill battle ahead of us. We've got Tennessee, Missouri, and Florida that have gained some serious momentum. If you don't think so, I want to know why. Call, leave a message. 706-389-0770.
So, Mike Griffiths, I'm telling you, this guy was on a roll this whole weekend. Dognation.com, go check out his article. It reads, momentum is a big thing in college football, and three of Georgia's next four opponents gained more of it on Saturday. Florida, Missouri, and Tennessee all scored impressive wins on a day. The number one ranked Bulldogs took some big hits from lowly Vanderbilt. Georgia beat the Commodores 37-20, but along the way saw All-American Brock Bowers leave the game with an ankle injury. The Bulldogs also saw starting right tackle Xavier Trust leave the game with an ankle injury and tailback Kendall Milton deal with an aggravated MCL injury. The Gators are 5-2, 3-1 in SEC. They rallied from 10 points down to beat South Carolina by a 41-39 count, snapping what had been an eight-game losing streak to East Division opponents away from the Swamp. It's a win that gives Florida a great deal of confidence and momentum as they go into the bye week to prepare for their 3.30 p.m. showdown against the Bulldogs, who are currently 6-0 and 4-0 SEC. And that matchup will take place on October the 28th in Jacksonville. Missouri is 6-1 and 2-1 in the SEC, which plays host to South Carolina next Saturday, before a bye week leading into its November the 4th game at Georgia. Scored the final 18 points in its 38-21 win at number 24 Kentucky, who was 5-2, 2-2 for SEC. Coach Eli Drinkwitz's team had UGA on the ropes last season in Columbia, and it returned more starters than any other SEC team this season. Tennessee, meanwhile, gave third-year coach Josh Hoople his first win at UT after tailing at half 1-9 by rallying to beat Texas A&M in Knoxville. The number 19-ranked Vols, who are 6-1, 2-1 SEC, beat Jimbo Fisher's Aggies 20-13 in Knoxville despite Joe Milton's modest 11-22 of 100-yard passing line. Georgia had struggled on the road in SEC games, and it will be playing Tennessee and Knoxville on November 18th in one of the most anticipated matchups of the season. Ole Miss and Georgia Tech, Georgia's other two remaining season opponents, both had the weekend off. You know, my uh, my pastor and I, we have a little thing every year. We do it called a chili cook-off, and it is kind of funny because I kind of gave us an excuse to cook chili, but in reality, we watch it because, or we get together because we have the watching of the Tennessee and Georgia football game. And it is true that every year we play Tennessee, and it has been quite uh, an interesting turn of events because, as many of you guys might even know, that Tennessee has always been kind of what we call the uh, oddball game. I don't know, ace in the hole game, the odd duck. Uh, it's a game that we've obviously gone into many a times in the past with confidence and come out with a loss. So I never take Tennessee for granted. I never look at them and think of them as the um, as the as the the, the team that's just a no name team like a Vanderbilt team that we would have gone into. Because look at this past weekend, for example, we thought Vandy, we thought we had that game in the bag, but no, we didn't. We made some mistakes, and then now we got to go up against these other teams: Florida, Tennessee, Mizzou. So, it just goes to show you in college football. Never assume you're going to come out winners. You go in each game, just like Kirby Smart said, you be complacent, you have the mind of a focused athlete, and you give it your best. You got to. This article is on dognation.com. Mark Griffith wrote it. Check it out. We're going to share this one on the Facebook as well, too, for you guys to take a look at it and see yourself. So we'll be back. 
the dogs. Welcome back to Between the Hedges. I'm the host, Rust. Call me Hoss. My friends do. Well, what are your final thoughts on this episode of Between the Hedges? What do you think of these weekend events? We've had a lot of things come at us this weekend. A lot to think about, a lot to mull over. I know I was telling my wife, I said, man, I want to get on there and do a podcast on Saturday. But I was just overwhelmed with so many things that happened. I was like, I don't even know where to begin. So obviously, I tried to find the best articles that were out there. But if you guys saw something else that maybe I might have missed or we missed here at Between the Hedges, please let us know. We want to see what you guys see. We want to help you guys. We want to keep you guys up to date in the know because that's what we want. That's what we're here for. Based on what Kirby Smart said about Brock, we're hoping that he should be back for the Gators. Uh, we haven't heard any news or having any updates yet on his MRI. I figured there probably will be some time today. Maybe they did it yesterday and haven't posted anything. We will keep an eye on it, though. But we hope that they will play him on the 28th of October. We're going to need all of our players back. Let's hope that this bye week will buy us some time to give our players a healing process. Don't forget, you can email us at Between the Hedges podcast at gmail.com. You guys have any questions if you guys have any uh comments you want to add to the show you guys can leave the comments i believe on the podcast as well too i know spotify has a q a where that you can go and ask questions and i'll give you the answers um if you want to go to our website the link for the website is in the description below i do know some podcast channels will let you click the link but if they don't it's okay spotify does let you click on that link so you can always just go to spotify search for between the hedges and you will find us you can also leave a voice message now, 706-389-0770. That's 706-389-0770. Remember, folks, we want to hear from you, the fans. We do what we do here at Between the Hedges because we want to hear from you. What do you think? What do you know? What did you see? Did you find an article you thought interesting? Share with us on Facebook. You can go on Facebook. You can leave a post, comment, send me a link. I want to see it. Don't forget to like, follow, and share on this podcast as well, too, so you can get all future podcasts and get notified on everything going on with the boys up in Athens. From everybody here at Between the Hedges, I'm going to talk to you guys later. Go dogs!